What's going on, family? Happy Saturday. Happy 4th of July. Welcome to the holiday weekend and welcome to another edition of The Faction powered by Bonnerfide Radio, Bonnerfide Media Group. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you are enjoying this holiday weekend, whatever it is that you have planned. Uh, I hope that it is rest or fun or some of you may even be working. So hopefully this will provide a really cool soundtrack for you. Uh, We've had some great content come out this week. If you've missed it, there are several ways to catch it. You can always follow us on social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, You can find a lot of our content in that way, including on our Facebook page, our video links to check us out. and You can watch some of the content that we have there. Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast right here. Click the subscribe button if you haven't done so. And if you have, thank you so much. And uh, share this with a friend as well. Got some great, great things here. Audio podcasts, etc., etc. With that said, it's time for your quick hits. And again, it is the 4th of July, and a lot of things historically have happened in the world of pro wrestling around the 4th of July, one of them being the tradition of the Great American Bash. And the Great American Bash saw its brand new iteration show up in NXT. Now, it's interesting. It's one of the only pay-per-view concepts to really travel through multiple brands. We saw it in the original NWA. Then we saw it in WCW. We've seen it in WWE. And now we see, particularly on the SmackDown brand, and now we see it in NXT. And so this past Wednesday, kicking off the month of July, the NXT Great American Bash went head-to-head with AEW's Fighter Fest in the first of a two-week head-to-head pay-per-view-like competition. And congratulations to NXT, as once again, they defeat AEW in a pretty tight race as WWE picks up 792,000 viewers, which is up less than 1% from last week. Meanwhile, Dynamite definitely had a big increase. Dynamite uh, jumped up 15% from their previous week. They were at 633,000 last week. This week, they pulled in 748,000 viewers. Big, big deal, uh, certainly as that race continues to be tight. Historically, we've been seeing AEW win, but recently NXT is turning the tide. However, these shows certainly were not without their uh, pot shots and references to the fact that there is a war. If you caught AEW's Fighter Fest right from the gate, MJF did a promo reminding people that there's a ratings war. That's why he's on. But it's the promo from has that had the industry talking check this out i actually had a nice healthy conversation earlier today with tony khan and it was interesting in my conversation with mr khan you know i learned that basically you mox that you're concerned for the health and well-being of all the athletes and crew here in aew and i i find that kind of like weird because Correct me if I'm wrong, Mox, but as you're at home, you've been tested at home, not once, but twice, and you've been negative on both. And if you decided to get your ass here to work next week, you would get tested again here in AEW, because John, as you know, we don't run a sloppy shop. 
Mox, you have a case of one thing. It's the chicken shits. You are afraid of the machine, and you should be, son. Because he will beat your brains in and take that championship from your dumb ass. Fight for the Fallen, the 15th of July. Who better than Brian Cage to be AEW World Champion? All right, you heard what Taz had to say, and he said, we don't run a sloppy shop. That was a not-so-veiled comment directed toward the WWE. Uh, so in case you haven't heard, there's a couple of things going on. For one, on AEW side, John Moxley was not and will not be a part of Fighter Fest. He was scheduled to defend the AEW World Championship against Brian Cage as the main event of Week 2 of Fighter Fest to counter NXT's Great American Bash title for title match between Adam Cole and Keith Lee. Well, why is John Moxley not available? Because John Moxley has been exposed to the coronavirus or COVID-19 as it has entered his house. He is tested negative on two different accounts, but his wife, Renee Young, backstage consultant for WWE yeah you see the connections here she tested positive she's been home so he's been very careful he in turn of course is not at AEW for the next week or so but he looks to be back on the 15th kind of filling out a 14-day quarantine situation of course on WWE side they've had a number of folks there contract COVID-19. We've heard, of course, Renee Young. We've also heard Kayla Braxton. Somewhere upwards of two dozen folks in WWE have contracted this virus recently, and it has caused WWE to make some changes. One of those changes being actually exercising social distancing. You'll notice in the crowd now on television, you'll actually see people in masks. And part of that came as a result of this commentary from so it's certainly a big deal and it's really interesting to see again that we've got a real war happening here and it's pretty intriguing to see so week two of the battle of fighter fest versus the great american bash goes down this coming wednesday and it's two very interesting cards on the aew side they're bringing us chris jericho versus orange cassidy an eight-man tag featuring ftr and the young bucks against the butcher and the blade and the lucha brothers lance archer takes on joey janela scu battles the dark order in a six-man tag nyla rose is in action and a second aew tag team title match sees hangman page and kenny omega against private party with matt hardy in their corner now on the great american bash side for nxt we've got brizango and drake maverick taking on legato del fantasma mia yim battles candice LeRae in a street fight and then you've got the nxt champion Adam Cole taking on the NXT North American champion Keith Lee in a winner take all match. It should be absolutely fantastic to see what goes down as NXT goes head to head with AEW. Fighter Fest versus the Great American Bash should be a lot of fun for us as wrestling fans. So 
As we mentioned, it is indeed the 4th of July. It's been a space for some great moments historically in the world of pro wrestling. On the WCW side, we have seen some great things historically. Of course, they brought us the Great American Bash, which at times featured war games, both of which are a creation of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, of course, the Great American Bash historically helped us to see Sting win his first world championship against the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Uh, the Great American Bash somewhat led to Bash at the Beach and Bash at the Beach, which began happening during the 4th of July weekend, brought us the entrance of what we now know as the NWO and perhaps the most infamous heel turn in pro wrestling, Hulk Hogan turning his back on the fans. On the WWE side, perhaps one of the biggest things we saw during 4th of July weekend would be the Lex Express. Lex Luger getting his monster push in 1993, which would lead to him in a body slam contest on the deck of the USS Intrepid in New York, where he would body slam or low-key hip toss Yokozuna. Now, Lex Luger talks about that in an episode of The Faction you can go back in our archives and check that out. That would lead to Luger getting a title shot, which I believe was his lone WWE title shot in 1993 at that year's SummerSlam. He would win that match by a countout. And so, yeah, kind of a weird moment where he wins the match but doesn't win the championship. Uh, one of the things actually that kind of followed the career of Lex Luger, if you go back to the 80s and his longtime war with Ric Flair, etc., Etc. But arguably one of the greatest things to happen in the world of pro wrestling on the 4th of July is the birth of our good brother, Brandon Clack. That's right. His birthday is today on the 4th of July. And if you just think about the freedom that he brings to people on a regular basis, it would only make sense that he would be born on the 4th of July. So for our good brother, Brandon Clack, an inaugural member of the faction, an absolute WWE lover and aficionado. We wish you, sir, an amazingly happy birthday. We really hope that you are just going to have an amazing, amazing day. And faction followers, do me a favor. Go flood him on social media right now at Brandon J. Clack. Wish him a big happy birthday and leave him a really nice comment as well. As you know, he has a brand new baby and uh, they have been going through quite a bit just making the adjustment to a newborn and if you haven't had a newborn recently trust me it's a major adjustment so uh, hashtag fight Zoe fight and a big shout out to our good brother Brandon Clack who's celebrating his birthday today happy birthday to you good brother we love you man so I want to know what are some of your favorite memories from 4th of July in the world of pro wrestling go ahead and drop those in the comments for us because we definitely want want to hear that and you can drop that in the comments on our social media space we also want to hear from you in terms of what topics would you like us to cover this month the gang continues to get back together and we're working on some things that you guys are going to love content wise but i want to hear what you'd like for us to discuss as well you can drop that on us in the comments as well and put the hashtag ask the faction along with that as well. If you have missed our video podcast, you can check them out on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the faction show. We've got some great ones there, including this week's episode, 
where we talked about the speaking out movement. Of course, you can hear the audio podcast right here. Just check out the archives there, or you can check out the video podcast of it at facebook.com slash the faction show. All right. Next week, we'll be talking, of course, about the SmackDown ratings, and we'll be getting you ready for the upcoming Extreme Rules horror show pay-per-view, which seems to be filled with movie matches. You got to know that the main event, the Wyatt Swamp match, is going to be another movie match. And uh, I, all right, one more question. I'm asking a lot of questions for you, but you guys can handle it. You're super smart. You're faction fans, right? The question is, are we getting too many movie matches? Yeah, that, that's the question. I know the pandemic has kind of brought that out, and we really saw that uh, really enacted heavily during WrestleMania 36, but it feels as though every pay-per-view from WWE has given us at least one movie match. Is it too much, or are these cinematic matches kind of cool for us to check out? It's been a while since we've seen one with Bray Wyatt. Of course, Bray Wyatt was involved in the Firefly Funhouse match, which was absolutely nuts during WrestleMania, but I want to get your thoughts. Let me know right now, again, on our social media space at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Click subscribe, of course, here on the podcast, and uh, do me a favor and leave a comment for us in those spaces as well, and rate us. That certainly allows more eyes and ears to check out what we're doing at The Faction. Hope you guys have a very safe an exciting and relaxing 4th of July weekend. And we'll be back next week with more amazing content. Until then, it's your man GB Gerard Bonner representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. <laughs>